0: Welcome back, comedy fans, to an all new comedy at the Carlson cast. Get more information and subscribe at CarlsonCast.com. Today, we're joined by our very good friend, Mr. Chris Allen. We're super excited to see him here. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's favorite beer. Remember, drink responsibly and always be kind. Now, here's your host. He's Rochester's very own Grey Panther. <laughs> Mr. Vinny Paulino.
1: Grr. Grr. Hey everybody. Welcome. Never back. make that noise again. <laughs> I'm a little turned on. My, being my penis is reverted. It's a reverse one. Did now.
2: we have to start the show talking about your penis? <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. Boom. Uh,
2: start We're trying right. to sell tickets to the show. <laughs> Welcome everybody. It's the comedy at the Carlson Cast. My name is Vinny Paulino. I have the privilege of being your host. It's amazing. I had no idea how long it was going to be before we were able to do one of these shows again, and it feels so good to be sitting back in my chair that not
1: even my co-host Brian Ball can bring me down. Wow, that's that's a really good mood. Then is that why your hair turned gray? You miss me so much uh ross is here too hey
0: ross hey everybody remember when we thought covid was gonna be like two weeks
1: yeah yeah like
0: oh my god what
2: am i gonna do for two weeks we thought we'd have a little vacation (laughs) watch some movies pop some popcorn with loved ones sounded pretty good for a while there yeah 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 yeah.
1: i think i think it all went south about tiger king i think that is when we all realized once
2: every single person in america watched tiger king (laughs) yeah
0: there was nothing left to do
1: more people
2: watch tiger king than will be vaccined I think, so vaccinated, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what a country. Chris Allen's going to be here today. (laughs) He's a good friend of the show. You may have uh, seen him on a few past episodes. He is a uh, really interesting guy. He has a new podcast. He's also going to be recording his new album for Helium Records coming up in just a couple of weeks. So we're going to discuss that with him. And of course, we're going to talk about his upcoming shows here this weekend at the Carlson. So that being said, we have a little bit of business to get to. But I'm going to save the bulk of it for a little bit later in the show. Let's talk about New Comic Night, shall we? Hit NCN for me, Glenn. Ladies and gentlemen, New Comic Night is coming back Thursday, April 8th. You can't sign up anymore, but there's going to be 20 performers, and the show is going to be free. Did you hear that, folks? It's a free show. Kick it back to me, buddy. That fits my budget perfectly.
0: Hey! Hey. That's
2: amazing! So it's going to be a free show next Thursday night in the main room. We've never done new comic night in the main room, and we are doing it this time. So we have 100 seats available. They are free. If you want to come out and just see all of these performers who have been dying to get in front of you literally for a calendar year. So all of them have been sitting on their couches bothering their loved ones with this new material. It's their turn to bother you. I so gave come my, on out.
1: I gave my cats a good tight five a couple of weeks ago. That's not a euphemism, by the way. That's just I performed in front of my cats. Does PETA know? <laughs> they do now. Because <laughs> that doesn't feel ethical <laughs> to me. Uh, yeah. You
2: can come out and do that. But what we're going to do is we said there's going to be 20 performers, and there are. And the thing about this, uh, we try to keep this very fair as to who gets to perform. So what we did was we put all of their names, everybody that signed up, On little strips of paper. Is that the actual bucket? This is the actual bucket. the actual
1: bucket. All right.
2: A lot of power. Today, we're going to uh, shake this bucket up, and we are going to pull 20 names out of this hat, and we are going to have our lineup for New Comic Night, and we're going to do that with Chris at the end of the show before we do the news. So uh, stick around for that. Guys, Chris is going to be here. So uh, let's, before we bring him in, let's talk about our upcoming shows real quick. Brian, tell the people.
1: We are back here at County to Carlson, and we have some awesome shows coming up for you. We have this weekend, Chris Allen. He's going to be right here in the studio in just a minute. And we have Anthony Rodia, April 9th and 10th. Jessica Kirsten, April 15th through the 17th. Ryan Miller April 22nd through 24th. Joel Lindley, April 29th, local guy. And Earl David Reed, uh, uh, always a Rochester favorite, April 30th through May 1st. Laura Bites, May 6th through the 8th. And Samuel J. Comro coming back May 13th through the 15th. Jade Catapretta, the new host of The Soup, May 21st and 22nd. Mike Dambra, June 3rd through the 5th. Those always sell out fast. He's coming all the way from Canada. And Jeff Allen, August 9th. And the Uncle Louie Variety Show, September 9th through the 11th. I believe they're Italian. And Vic DiVitetto, September 30th through October 2nd. And Pete Corelli, October 28th through the 30th. Michael Rappaport, December 9th through the 11th. Very excited about that one. We are always adding new shows, so please check us out at carlsoncomedy.com to order tickets and just see what's coming up or call 585-4COMEDY.
2: Hey everybody, we are back and I'm thrilled to have joining us in the studio. Prolific podcaster, comedian, writer, and uh, he's your headliner here at the Carlson this weekend. It's Chris Allen, everybody.
3: Hey, what's up everybody?
2: Ooh, clap
1: harder and louder, Brian. Why cuz I'm the only one doing it? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, you, you could join us. in. You have hands. I could. You what's have up, hands. Guys?
3: I, it's nice to see you. You it's guys very good are like, to see adorable. You. You got your cute glasses on. Yeah,
1: we.
2: it's like we both went to a costume shop and tried not to do each other with <laughs> <each other> glasses. <laughs> Brian won. I win. I yeah, like, I you, win.
3: Your, your hair's a little gray. I like it, man. Oh, you, you, don't, you don't like it? It's you, all
1: right. You don't like it? My wife did it to me.
3: I think it looks great.
1: Thanks, man. She it, didn't do it like driving him insane. She actually died it. You look yeah.
3: distinguished. you like, you know how to throw that thing around, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I don't,
1: but I will throw around. <laughs> you know what I'm that talking thing about. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Whatever that thing is. is, You
3: said don't bring it up, so I can't say it.
1: Shit's getting thrown (laughs) today, people. So,
2: Chris, I got to tell you, let's start with this. I watched your interview you did for Good Day Rochester yesterday. Yes. And how come every time a comedian gets interviewed by a reporter, they always say, especially in their hometown, got to be a lot of pressure. Why do they always feel the need to throw I'm
3: not like, you? why bring it up? I know. I it, is, I don't know, man. But it is. It is a lot of pressure. You don't feel it when you're here? Well,
2: when I'm here, I always feel it. Like, uh. I feel a ton of pressure today. Like, I mean, I haven't said this yet, but I'm emceeing this weekend. And I haven't emceed in a year, at least. And way really? longer than that before then. So I'm losing my mind as to what I'm going to do. Really? Yeah. And I only have to do five to seven minutes, then drink. <laughs>
3: I'm nervous, man. I can't lie. It's just the pressure of like, this is the first week back. This is my hometown. People are expecting a lot. But I have to remember, people haven't been out. So yeah. I- I, I can really, I can take some of that pressure off myself and it, just have fun. It
1: may also be that same kind of attitude you get, you know, mm-hmm. like a VFW Hall in the middle of nowhere where they're just so damn happy to have something to watch. Oh, yeah, exactly. That they laugh at everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I got the album coming up next week, too. I think that's why I might feel uh, extra pressure. Well, we're going to
2: talk about that yeah, we'll because go. you have a new album coming out. Yes. You're recording it for the, you're recording on the 21st, right? 11th, sorry. The 11th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's for Helium Records. Yep. And you're filming it in uh, DC, recording in DC.
3: It's uh, it, it, we talked about that, but we decided to do it in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Good okay. Nights. At Good Nights.
2: Yeah. Okay. Why'd you pick Good Nights?
3: Uh, it was one of the two other uh, options they gave me, and it was closer. And I talked to a couple of people that worked there, and they said it was a great club. So cool, I said, cool. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. It yeah.
2: it's
1: really nice.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. So, Chris, your first album now. I'm am I'm, I'm excited, man. And Helium's a great label to be on. Yeah. So that's, congratulations, Thank out you, of man. the gate. But when you're doing an album, when you're when you're starting to put together an album, how does it feel different than putting together a headline set, in your opinion?
3: Well, with, with, the, with the work in a club, you're like, I know what I want to do, but I'm just going to let, you know, whatever happened, happen. Yeah. With the album, it's like, all right, you kind of, you got to, this is the album. People want to hear yeah. jokes. Yeah. You got to stick to the script. And I, I have ADHD and, like, sticking to any structure scares the hell out of me. Right. So I told myself, you're going to do your act. But again, whatever happens, happens. But address it and then go back to the act. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I got the name of, of the album because I was like, what am I going to name it? And if I felt like I, if I gave it like a if I gave it like a very specific name, I know that sounds weird because everything is name is specific. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'll lock myself into a, a set and I cannot deviate. So I went with the uh, with the, uh, title off script. Perfect. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can go off script.
1: Yeah, Just you a gave little yourself bit. permission to the title.
3: Yeah, yeah I know yeah. it sounds weird, but in my mind, that's how I ju- yeah. I, I'm justifying uh, going off script a little bit, because well, that's, that's how I naturally do my comedy. Yeah.
1: And you know? I
2: think that, that, that sums you up pretty well, but it's also a good name for a comedy album, because I feel like the big mistake people make is they try to pick like a trendy topical reference to name their album yeah. and then it feels really dated
3: right because i was doing that too like I, yeah, I was coming up with all these weird you know catchy little phrases and stuff like that i was like i don't like that how was that gonna sound in two years three years i, I want to keep it simple even with the i don't even know what i'm gonna do for the cover art but i don't want to do anything where i'm using like a, a a shoe for a phone or something like that i just want to <laughs> Because, you know, when you, when you go to a comedy club, it's just some weird like, oh, or you got like, a, you know, a rubber chicken or something like
1: that. No, uh, micro- you do no microphones in the picture. Yeah.
2: Could you yeah. do the one where like you have your uh, uh, duct tape over your mouth? Oh, yeah. The caution yes. tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Censored. There was a guy uh, in Baltimore. I don't know his name, uh, but he did a comedy album that I just felt was like the most dated name ever. He, he called it Make America a Name Again.
3: Oof. Was, Oof. Man. That's what I
2: thought too. I was like, that's a bad choice.
3: Man, I got a lot of friends in Baltimore. I'm pretty sure I'll get some text messages about that.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you will know <laughs> too.
3: Yeah, man. So,
2: Unscripted. It's yeah. a perfect name. It suits you. I love yeah. it. Oh, thanks, man. Now, when you do this album, do you feel like you're going to be doing more of an autobiographical type thing? Do you feel like your material for this album is gonna be about yourself? Do you feel like it's gonna be more about the state of the world? Like what kind of, uh,
3: what what will people be looking forward to hearing? Uh, this is how I figured out the chunks. So I was like, all right, I need to introduce myself and who I am and mm-hmm. kind of where I came from. Then I want to talk about my wife and our relationship that because that came second. And then I want to talk about Miles and my son and our relationship. And then I want to close out on social stuff. Okay. You know, because I got a great, mm-hmm. I got a great trans bit that is people love, and uh, I think it would be a great, great bit to close on. Yeah. And uh, so that, I think that's the journey: me being, in, you know, a military guy, sure. meeting my wife, relationship stuff, you know, marriage stuff, and then having a kid, miles, you know, being a dad. Yeah. That kind of stuff, and then boom, being a dad, and how being a parent affects how we see the world will make me uh will help me transition into the social stuff see I so love that's that. the uh it's a good arc oh uh, thanks man I love
2: that because you know that that's what you want to hear when you get into it when you actually get an album because like so often now like if I listen to stand up you put on like a like a Sirius XM or something like that right and you hear just like little chunks you want to have those little chunks but if somebody wants to enjoy an album you want to like get to know the person and, like actually have an experience right. and figure out where they're coming from because like you could hear a point of view about someone's thoughts on social commentary but if you get that background of who the person is and where they're coming exactly. from first it makes it way more powerful and more interesting yeah. so i think that's really a cool way to do it oh thanks
3: I, I think it also gives you uh it gives you more room to do tougher jokes if like if you just come out and you make you're making jokes about like the LGBT mm-hmm. people, like. Who the hell is this guy? Like, yeah. what is he talking about? Yeah. But if you give people your background and talk about your marriage and your relationships and your kids and all that kind of stuff, people go, oh, this person seems like a nice per- a guy, a nice woman. And when you make those jokes, they go, oh, they're really just kidding around. Right. You know, yeah. they don't take things as serious. It's, it's when they di- know you,
2: yeah, it's like the difference between making a pop song and making an album, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So
1: very cool, man. Very cool. It, it's gotta feel cool to know that, like, you're gonna have a physical thing in your hand, you know, that represents what what you did because you oh, don't get dude. that in comedy until you make an album.
3: Dude, I I thought about that a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, as many YouTube cl- clips I have up, as yeah. many you know podcasts I've, I've put up on on YouTube and tweets and all this kind of stuff the album is, is feels different. I'm like, for some reason I'm like, this is gonna be here forever. This is a representation of what I've been doing. And I think that's what really makes me nervous. Like someone who hasn't really followed my comedy at all in the last 12, 13 years, when they listen to this, I don't want somebody to listen and go, this is what the fuck this guy's been doing with his life for the last 12 <laughs>
2: And that's years. a risk. You know? That is a yeah. legitimate it's, risk.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it, but I can't think about that stuff. I can't let that affect me, but it does seep into my mind. I yeah. do think about that. Like, this this is official. Like, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm finally throwing some chips into the uh, into the pot here. Yeah. You know, Norman has his album. Roy Wood Jr. has albums. Joe List has albums. Cat Williams, Chris Rock. I'm yeah. throwing my little album out there, too.
1: Yeah. You know? How close to the front door are you going to put it in your house, like, framed up? Like, <laughs> like right, like, when you first open the door, it's the first thing you see? Or maybe, like, the wife and the kid and then that?
3: I'm taking the window out and I'm putting it in.
2: <laughs> it's just
1: going to be a blast. I imagine you would just, like, point at it every time your kid gives you a yeah. lip.
2: Like,
3: <laughs>
1: there it is. Yeah, man. I'm
3: I'm,
2: Who are I'm a, you talking to? Yeah.
1: With live iTunes rankings yeah. <laughs> in the corner of
3: it. Hey, I sold 74 copies of that album. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And they're a great... Double
2: digits, kid. Yeah, double digits.
3: I'm excited because they, they also do all the other stuff for you. They submit it to all the um, yeah. all the uh, satellite radio folks for you. So, Well,
2: our pal Rick Matthews had an album on Helium. And Sirius played it for like 12 hours in a row. Oh, nice. They put it on a loop for the guy. Wow. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing that uh, they are so connected with, with... I mean, that's one of the biggest outlets. People don't realize that's one of the bigger outlets for comedy is just, like, Sirius XM radio.
3: Yeah. People, yeah, people don't realize that. People think that radio is dead. And, no, dude, people love Sirius. Yeah. I know Chad Daniels has built built a career of his Pandora. I think he's the number one comic on Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a whole new frontier
2: to explore, and you're oh, definitely yeah. taking an interesting step into that frontier, man.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully I can get some bits on Sirius and get a little bit of passive income and pick up some fans, and you know, hopefully that'll give me some dates. So I'm, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready to move on and, and do some new material. Well, let me ask you a question. I'm
2: looking at, you know, I, I try to do my research before a comic comes in, and one of the things I kept seeing popping up whenever I was looking for information about you is, they refer to you as controversial comedian. Why do you feel like you're... Wait, are you con- serious? Yeah. Oh, man, not i not care
1: I saw it mentioned, yeah. Yeah. If
3: I Google, if you Google... Is it conversational?
1: It might be. <laughs> 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 we, did, we did both just get new glasses. But no, I saw controversial in there, and I don't get it either. I,
2: I don't know, man. Because I don't think you're controversial. I know where it says conversational. That's okay. in your bio. Conver-
3: cont- wow. I don't know. I have no idea.
2: Cuz I was going to say there's nothing controversial about you. I mean, I, you have a lot of different opinions, but you're a very respectfully thought out kind of I, guy.
3: I mean, this business is it, it tends to lean, you know, far pretty far left. I kind of feel like I'm a lefty kind of guy, but I kind of I I like guns and all that kind of stuff so I, I get that from people like why do you own a gun get rid of your ar-15 you're doing this you're doing that how can you it's just like I, i'm a gun guy man I was, you gotta remember i was in the military yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so i i think that might confuse people me being a black dude i'm a, i i am pro-gun uh <laughs> i don't know but anything nowadays can make yeah. it controversial man i i don't i don't know I, I support you know lgbt trans rights all that kind of stuff but you know just because i make a joke that doesn't mean that i uh you know, sure. I don't hate that group of people at, yeah. at, at yeah. all. I always make sure to vet any jokes like that through anyone in that community. Hey, how does this sound? Ah, oh, that sounds weird. Okay, let's, how can I fix it? Sure. You know, yeah. I want I want this to be on my album. I want I want to do this on stage.
2: Now let's talk about your conversational style, because that is something that is kind of unique to you. It's not something that a lot of people could pull off. Some people are very set up punch. When you come and see Chris Allen. He's having a conversation with you. He's talking to everybody in the room, and you're going to feel that energy. How did you feel like, how did you start to harness that and realize that was the direction you were going?
3: Uh, Honestly, uh, Vince Morris, he's uh, one of my favorite comics. I think he's very underrated. I think he's one of the best comics in the country. Uh Um, And just watching him for years. I'm not not a guy who can just go up and just do my jokes, man. It's just for some reason, I have to interact with people. And uh, people who know me, they know I work with Mark Norman a lot. And yeah. we are complete opposites as far as like our styles of comedy. Well, that is very you compliment like each boom, other. boom, boom, yeah. boom, yeah. boom, 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 very regimented. Boom. Yeah, he's yeah. very. But the thing is, I've seen him like try a bunch of new jokes on a weekend, not like it, and then go, I got to give him something. And he'll just do crowd work for like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. Dude, and he kills, kills. And I'm like, how come you don't do that more, more often? He goes, I just like doing jokes, man. I just <laughs> yeah. like doing the jokes. And
2: that's there's there's actually like a sweetness and a simpleness to that yeah. that I really do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's lots of different styles of comedy. We always say it on the show. Comedy is like ice cream. There's lots of different flavors. Mm-hmm. All of them are delicious in their own right. way. Right,
3: right. So, I agree, man.
2: And that, that's the thing. Your style is conversational. Your style is... Um, very laid back. I feel like when you come to the stage, you feel very at ease and you try to work people into that. And, uh, you'll see that this weekend when you come and see, uh, when you come and see Chris.
3: Hopefully, because there's only, what, four tickets left on this?
2: That's what I was just going to oh, say. This is sorry. your chance. Okay. Oh, no problem, man. You, I would prefer somebody else host the show one of these days. <laughs> just come out in here and do it. Uh, we want you to know that you can get your tickets now, 5854-COMEDY, or visit carlsoncomedy.com. There are 10 tickets left for the 9 o'clock show, and I Ooh, believe there's four left for, the, for the 7.30 show tonight. So. Yeah. If you're watching this and
3: you're on the fence, get them now. Come on out. Again, if you're from McQuaid or, or, or Bishop County, do not come to my show. Uh, if you do, we will charge you triple.
2: <laughs> Teachers, <laughs> quadruple. If you're a teacher, we're charging yes. you way more.
3: Joby Knapp, don't even show up. He knows who he is. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he
3: knows what he did. He knows what he did to me.
2: <laughs> Mr. Anderson, you are not welcome. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, uh,
3: yeah.
2: You have a t-shirt that I adore. Which one? Uh, punch Lines Matter.
3: Oh, thanks man.
2: I adore it. I think that is a wonderful, wonderful shirt. And I have to ask you this question. Um, what does that slogan, "Punchlines Matter, mean to you in terms of a world of cancel culture? What does it mean to you?
3: Well, uh, when all this stuff was going on, I was just like, you know, black lives matter, all lives matter, blue lives matter. And I I get it. People have, we all have our, you know, personal beliefs and political beliefs and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and uh, I'm a Black Lives Matter guy, but I'm like, man, man, we just, it it was so intense at the time. And I was like, I saw things going on in Rochester and I was like, I'm not there. Mm -hmm. I want to help out. I was like, what can I do? And uh, as a comic, I was like, oh, okay. I love comedy. Everyone likes to laugh. And I was just like, how can I? How can I get that across? Be respectful to Black Lives Matter, yeah, and and uh, try to help the community. So I came up with that idea, and then uh, I sold a few, and uh, I donated ten percent to the Urban League of Rochester, yeah. and I, I picked that specifically because it it just helps underprivileged people in the inner city. Yeah. So like, if you have an issue with Black Lives Matter, hey, guess what? It don't it doesn't only help black people, but you are helping black people. Absolutely. Yeah it helps poor white people and it's like it helps them get job skills so they're not on welfare taking your money as you say Mm -hmm. (laughs) like if you if you're so upset about the four cents that that comes out of your paycheck to to pay for welfare that i mean because i I work with guys like that yeah uh we've done the math before this guy was like i want my money i was like we did the math dude i was like it's like a dime he goes i could be (laughs) investing that i'm like Shut the hell up. <laughs> what, what, gonna, he the
1: Acorns what, yeah, what is he talking gonna, about? What stock are you buying yeah, for a dime? Right, you're going to invest... Uh,
3: uh, yeah, I was like, come on, dude. It was somebody I was in the military. But, I
1: could have spent that on GameStop. Right, That's good, so good guy, silly.
3: just politically, you know, just kind of out there. But, uh, sorry, we shouldn't be getting no. into politics.
2: Well, I thought that um, punchlines matter was a really interesting just a phrase in general because I started really, like, analyzing all of the possible meanings of it. Yeah, that and, too. And to me, like, I started thinking... The problem is people get mad at words without understanding the concept of what the punchline was. Right. Like yeah. someone will hear a word in a joke and immediately tune out everything else. Right. The context, the punchline matters. It does. And yeah. that's what I thought of when I saw that shirt. Yes. So it also I'm, had
3: that as well. Yeah.
2: We could add that on there. So I'm going to buy one because I dig yeah, it. Yeah,
3: please. And I had a lot of white friends like, I want to wear it, but I don't want to get beat up. And I was like, I get it. I don't, you don't want somebody cuz you don't also don't want someone to think that like well jokes matter not black lives or all lives or you it, know it doesn't yeah. i
2: don't catch that vibe at all from it i but thought some it was people brilliant.
3: do man thank you yeah. man some people uh, people interpret things how like they they we filter things through our brain of, through all of our experiences and you know like you said comedy has so many different flavors and all, one sentence can mean you know a uh, million, different, a, a, a million things. different things to a million people so yeah
2: yeah so we got to talk about some of these podcasts you're doing because they're very interesting. I, I think that you're a very thoughtful guy in general Thanks. because I saw that you were doing this show called "Do You Believe?" Yes, and it's about religion, just mm-hmm. in general. Yes, many different faiths, many different perspectives, and uh, you're hosting with uh, a girl named Kelly. Yeah, my and you're sister. talking your sister. That's mm-hmm. your sister. Yep, I didn't realize. Okay, so you two, how did you decide to start that? Because it's a really interesting
3: show. Um. Uh, I had my sisters come on my podcast last year around uh, Christmas Mm -hmm. just to talk about the holidays and how we grew up and our Christmas memories and holiday memories. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about church and I realized like, uh, um, dude, like religion affected me so much growing up. Sure. Mm -hmm. I uh, I never liked it. It it, it made me bitter. It it affected my relationship with my my parents. Uh Uh, And... Over the over the years, our relationship has gotten better. I've grown. They've grown as Christians. I've grown as a person. But dude, there was a time in my life where we could not even talk about it. Yeah. There was a time where I would go. I, my mom would go, "Hey, um, if you come home on leave, you're going to church." And I'm like, "Well, I won't come home on leave. I, wow. just, I won't come. I won't come. Yeah. Or if I do, I'll get a hotel. I won't stay at home. Yeah. You know, we. It was one of those things where like, if you come to this house, you're going to church. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't fault. I don't fault my mom for any of that. You know, she's. But it,
2: it probably created a lot of anger. And it, it did. It,
3: it created a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. But my, my mom and I, we've resolved that. My sisters and I, we've resolved it. And I was just like, man, I, uh, looking back, the journey from being the angry kid to being someone who would defend religious people, because I found myself doing that quite a bit. Like, hey, mm-hmm. man, leave that guy alone. If he's Christian, leave him alone. Yeah. You know, because my, my parents they and my sisters, they grew in their Christianity and I came to understand what true Christianity was about. Yeah. And um, it was just something I was like, man, this is always something I, I like to talk to, talk to people about. And it was just fun getting other people on the show and hearing how they went through like the hard times with their families you know their mom kicking them out or their dad kicking them out just losing like relationships with their family members yeah you know losing friends and stuff like that and it's just uh people don't realize how much uh religious trauma can affect people hmm. it makes dude, there are so many angry bitter people at you know christianity uh muslim muslims oh islam sorry uh catholics that are very angry yeah. at their parents at the church at And people don't realize how much this affects them. And I wanted to have some type of outlet where people can talk about it. But the thing is about the show, I tell people this is not a show to bash religion.
2: And that's what I like about it. I wanted to point that out. In a world where, you know, you run in comedy circles, we run in circles with comedians who, I think we could all admit, are pretty jaded individuals when it comes down to just about everything. Right. I respect the hell out of how you're able to say, listen, let's just take... The rancor out of it, and discuss our lives and how it 's affected our lives, either for the good, and you know we 'll talk about some of the bad too right, and I think that that's a kind of dialogue that is missing oh,
3: in okay. the world, so
2: I really respect that
3: man oh thanks yeah. it's a lot of fun man i got I got some uh i don 't want to say weird, but some some uh interesting people coming up. I have a buddy of mine who's into like uh, jediism. Oh really? So it's going to be interesting to talk to you're him. About, Brian, on uh, are you yeah. a Jedi?
1: I know you know I, this. Did you remember that Star Wars? Are you a Jedi? No, I, I did. <laughs> I did put it in a driver's license once. Oh though, really? Under religion, yeah, just to be a dick. Yeah,
3: this my buddy. A, he's a, he's, a, he's a, he says he's a Jedi or believes in Jediism. Uh-huh. Um,
2: well, your 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 buddy.
1: It's a movie, sir. It's yeah. a movie. Just tell him.
3: I guess people take their their, their tenets seriously and they want to they oh, want to yeah, live, yeah. Live, by, live
1: by that. It's you know it's just. It's just Buddhism. Oh, it, yeah. What, that's what George what Lucas sabers? based it on. All right. That's what he based it on. Yeah. So, like, all the, the Jedi texts and stuff are just kind of copies of uh, stuff the that the Buddha stuff. said.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun, man. And, like, it's, it's very interesting. All the light
1: side stuff is, anyway. Oh, no yeah. dark side stuff? The dark side stuff is just. What is that? Reversed it. Oh. Uh, it's but, all the same thing.
3: Is that, would it be Satanism or not even just.
1: No, he just oh, took just the anti- same book and just flipped the words around, uh, it, basically. Yeah.
3: It's been fun, man. Especially like when you talk to like Buddhists or uh Hindu people, like because there's no structure like right. as a Catholic or or you know, Pentecostal yeah. ba- there's so much structure. So it's easy just to have like a conversation like all right, what'd you guys do on Sunday? Well, Sunday we got up, we did this, <laughs> we blah yep. blah blah. But with Buddhists, there's nothing like yeah, that. I'm,
1: I'm a Buddhist. So, and what's and what makes that's my favorite thing about being a Buddhist is when someone says what religion are you? You say you're Buddhist, they just go, Okay. And they just move on because they don't know anything about it and don't know what to say. and, oh, and it's pretty pretty impossible to insult because you're just like, all right,
3: yeah, because like, right, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. And there's there's no like this, there's no real like, uh, and it's not bad thing, but there's no real structure to a yeah. conversation. It's kind of just like this, it goes here and there. It's fun. It's free-forming, and I think that kind of represents the religion. There's no structure like you got to be here on sunday or yeah. saturday you got to pray this many times on this day you got to do that and uh, when you have a conversation with someone who grew up pentecostal or catholic yeah. it's so regimented that, We, you know
1: that's how i grew up yeah so. it's uh, so
3: so did i man i, I grew up pentecostal every sunday yep. going to church at nine not getting out till three going back again three. at seven yeah dude going oh back dude at,
2: i remember those days going back at did seven you have, at have to five? go to the midweek did you have to go oh, like did, to we the wednesday? Yeah, we I to go wednesday wednesday we
3: went friday yeah
2: I it's was, like Wednesday night was supposed to be the, the church booster shot
3: like,
1: yeah, it's like, yeah. just to get you through right. the weekend. Booster, yeah. you, you might like start booster slipping, Wednesday. get you a little midweek so, Jesus. So you grew up Pentecostal? Oh, or oh, yeah. Pentecostal. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. wow. I thought yeah, you man. were Catholic. No. Wow.
1: No. Okay. Oh, I know all about the Pentecostals. I, yeah. I grew up Wesleyan. Wesleyan? Is, yeah. It's like Methodist, but well, a sense of humor. No, oh, okay. Like no music, no dancing, all that kind of stuff. It was like Footloose. Oh, wow. <laughs>
3: It was dude. I was so I grew up Pentecostal. I went right. to church over here on uh, on Atlantic Avenue, not okay. too far from here, and I started going to Catholic schools. And I remember the first time I went to mass, I was like, "What the fuck is this?"
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's is is weird. Is and you want to know something? When the Catholic goes to a, p- p- 2 a. Pentecostal church, it's the exact
1: same. I know. Yeah.
3: I will say, you know what I liked about the Catholic church? It was one hour.
1: Yeah. They it, have and a that's stopwatch. A, and that's a long one. That's it. God stops listening. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty-one yeah. minutes. people. Right. I don't listen, know if you know. Listen, that. Listen, God's only got forty minutes. Yeah, today, dude. So I was like, this, this is here.
3: great. It was. Uh, it was different for me doing the genuflecting and all that kind of stuff sure. and getting up, sitting down. The music was, you know, not what I was used to, but I was just like, man, you know, an hour. I could do this every every day. But, I actually
2: really like going to a Catholic church because the tradition is so like interesting yeah. i like yeah. the
1: high church aspect of stuff i feel like you know you, i mean it's one of the things I like about buddhism like when you do rarely go into the place you have to do stuff you know there's right. certain you know stand this way and do this thing and i kind of like that i feel like it makes you feel a bit more connected to whatever the hell it is you're trying to get connected to All right so
3: what buddhism is there like a class or something like are you just can i just say i'm
1: buddhist yeah, you can just say
3: it. See, what Catholicism and all these—you got to go through all these classes. Oh yeah, and
1: there are classes if you want okay. well, to do. that. They make you taste
3: stuff. Yeah, you got. To. <laughs> <laughs> they make you taste stuff.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, like you know, your knees, open your mouth. They—they <laughs> they make you. They, they make you taste stuff. They half drown you.
3: Yeah, it's it seems there's a lot of you know just rituals involved with it. Yeah. But yeah, with the with the Buddhism and stuff, it's just like wow. So, that's it's fascinating to me, and I think a lot of Americans. <laughs> Uh, Christians, they they can't wrap their mind around, um, they're not being this structure of like, yeah. if I do this, what will happen? Like, whenever you talk to people about, you know, whenever someone who is Buddhist or or, or something like that, whenever someone goes, oh, so, so if I do this, what will happen? Or like, if I die, what do I come back as? It's uh, like nothing. people want to know, like. Yeah. If I cheat on my wife or if I do drugs Or if I do this like what exactly is going to happen And how can I fix it yeah. And when you well, they, someone, want,
1: they want a reward system they,
3: yeah, Exactly or a punishment system yeah. They want to know like what can I get away with But with you guys it's more like It's kind of a collection of you know Things that you've done in your life and you, just, you want to you know, uh, run up some good karma, so to speak. I don't know if yeah. that's the right term. To use, no, it is. Yeah, 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 I think I don't know why people struggle with that idea of like, no, just be a good person and you'll be rewarded in the in the end. It's just like, yeah. well, I want to know it. You know, every single. How week. am I going to be rewarded? Yeah. How? how
1: what many, can I get away with? How many with? tickets is that worth? Right. Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> speaking
2: of good karma, I've just found out that there are a uh, those tickets are starting to move, folks. So oh, start nice. grabbing them now. Uh, you call a. Uh, Visit CarlsonComedy.com or, uh, yeah, just visit CarlsonComedy.com, buy them online. Chris, let's uh, have some good karma. What do you say? Brian, I'm going to hand you this notebook and this pen. All right. I'm going to need you to take some notes for me. Chris, we have this little thing around here called New Comic Night. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. So what we do at New Comic Night, and I'm really glad you're here because I know you know some of these folks. You keep tabs on Rochester Uh and Rochester Comics. So what we're going to do, and I'm glad you're here to help me with this, (laughs)
1: What am I throwing under the bus? And, yeah, feel free to critique as you go along. Yeah, well, feel I'm free to, to critique. recognize the so name.
2: So what I'm going to do real quick, because I have so many folks that are watching that are losing their minds. We have 20 open spots for New Comic Night. People have been waiting a year to be able to do comedy again. Next Thursday night, we're doing New Comics, 20 spots. Uh-oh. I have about 60 names here of people who Holy have signed crap. up in advance to get on to new comic night there we go so what we are going to do is we're going to have a little fun and uh we know that there's going to be a lot of comics who are going to be swearing at their screens in a few minutes but we're gonna pick our 20. <laughs> you in right, on this chris go. you cool to do this with us yeah. today all right, all right. You know stick around you for probably take care of your son my <laughs> mom, dude,
3: as, soon as, I, as soon as i pulled in my dad daddy duties were over my mom was all over it
2: now comics please keep in mind that when i re- if i read your name here this will be the order of the sets for the night just so you know
3: oh wow so it's the order as well
2: yeah man All we right. just make it easy so everybody knows Jimmy what La to Chase, expect number one believe it or not it's Brian McBride Brian McBride number one and I'm gonna set these up so I don't lose the order McBride
3: is, is this how you do it every week
2: yeah uh, no we it? don't do it every week we do these quarterly at oh, the most wow. we try to make this like a thing we want people to come out and there remember those of you who are just watching the show it's a free free night of comedy come on out next Thursday. Number two is Dwayne Wiltz.
1: Hey, that's a I name know, from Wilt. the past. Yeah. yeah, I
2: haven't seen Dwayne in a long time. Ah, oh, congratulations, B-Ball. Am I the next one? He had to sign up like everybody else. I did. So Brian see, Ball made that it. That
1: just goes to show how fair this process is that that's I why, sign and that's up why like I get everybody 30.
2: else. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Vinny Paulino.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee Roderick. Kaylee Roderick?
1: Roderick. Roderick. Lovely. I think I know how to spell it. Actually, Rob Campbell. Rob
2: Campbell.
3: Now, most of these guys, first timers, you think, or you well, it's
2: a mix. Okay, it's a mix. So let's see what we got here. I've only here. done it.
1: I've only done it three times.
3: Andrew
2: Langton. Andrew, congratulations. Another
1: name I've not heard in a long time.
2: So that is uh, six spots down. Kevin Harrington, congratulations! I don't know if I know you yet, but I'm looking forward to meeting you. All right, you. Kev, you made it, buddy. Let's see what we got here. I'm trying not to look in this thing. I don't want to
3: like yeah, be that guy. Y- oh, you know somebody's going to say something.
2: They always do. Let them.
1: Andy Coon, congratulations, nice, Andy. Andy! That'll be good to see, you, Andy. Yeah. He's a funny kid. There's a dude. One can... of the best Twitter follows there is. Is he? He's and, uh, really
2: pretty good. He's, pretty he's right funny. up there with Chris Sound, who you should follow on Twitter. Uh oh, totally.
1: Dave Vaco made it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, the process isn't perfect, everyone.
3: <laughs> we'll uh, can I? Can we veto any of these names? Yeah, <laughs> if we gotta get Vaco can't do it. Thank you. Sorry, Whatever Dave, you're out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just
2: kidding, you made it fair and square, buddy. All right, next coming up, cool. Andrew Allen.
1: Andrew Allen. We should have given you one veto though. That would have been funny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Vaco would have been it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He could not handle that.
2: Don't I'm do that uh... to the poor guy. All right. So number 11 is Alex Brady. Alex Brady. <sighs> Alex Brady. Are we doing these like uh, Don Pardo from Saturday Night Live now? Yeah.
3: Sarah Shipley. <laughs> no, Damn, no, I, I wasted that's... my veto. I wasted my veto. <laughs> uh,
1: should have been the ship. That's a great voice for the Don Pardo, though. Shipley's great. Sarah
3: Shipley. Sarah Shipley.
2: Antelon Jackson Jr., another funny guy. I remember you, Antelon. Joe Kitterman. Joe Kitterman. Hey, we know him. Met him before, once or twice.
3: Kitterman is a good last name for comedy, I think.
2: It is. It's a couple syllables. Kitterman. Kitterman, yeah. And
3: it sounds good as like a
2: one-name thing. You could just be...
1: Yep.
3: Oh, Kitterman's great, man. Kitterman's great.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah.
2: If only he was. Kevin Markman. <laughs> Kevin Markman. Congratulations, Kev. Kitterman. Yeah. A gentleman, he might own the place, Mike Carlson. Oh, God. I don't know Mike Carlson, Uh-oh. so.
1: Maybe he's the landlord? Yeah. <laughs> he could be the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> who's He's right. getting bumped up the wall. I'm going to do a type five and fix these sinks. Yeah.
2: Chris Hasenauer. Congratulations, Chris. You're in. Me? I'll be back. <laughs> Not you.
3: <laughs> I'll do it. I still do mics.
2: <laughs> you got him. Yeah, man. We got three spots left, kids. oh come on. Charles Steiner. Congratulations, Charles. You're in. Joe Ford coming in at number 19. Oh, I know Joe Ford. And your last one. And our last performer of the night, number 20, Lisa Feibusch. Lisa Feibusch. There you go. That's our 20. We're going to put out all sorts of information uh, to let you know the details of your time you're going to be performing and everything like that. So keep an eye for your email if your name was called. For those of you who weren't called, I'm sorry, guys. There's always next time. I
3: feel bad, man. I wish they could all go up, man. I do, too. But you know what? We do have a
1: big
2: parking lot. Feel free to entertain each other outside. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. You whatever do, you all need to do. Do magic tricks out of the trunk of your car, whatever it is. What, yeah. do, you,
3: what do you think? Do you think 20 is a good number for a mic?
1: Yeah. I, think I think do too, about, man. Yeah. I've, I've, like, uh, it's about the most you can ask people dude, to stand. I, yeah, I've, uh, I've... You know how long I'm giving them? Three to four. Three, three to three to four, that's good.
2: Three to four.
3: Because, yeah. dude, I've, I've done my mic before and around, new, around the new year, you get so many people that want to try it. And for, I would say, the first couple of months, I had like 35, 36 comics It It, and and it takes so
2: long, and you want to give everybody their due. And you know, to be honest with you, when you start putting numbers up higher than that, what happens is it doesn't become fair to those comics who are that late because the audience is tired. Yeah, audiences get left out, and there's nothing you could do about that. So, thank you for bringing that up. That is why the cap number is twenty, folks. It's a lot, man. Yeah. So the twenty of you congratulations we'll see you next Thursday night at new comic night uh we will see you tonight at the club with Chris Allen yes Chris where can people uh keep up with your stuff we have another podcast you do uh, uh, with you and Wis- Winston Hodges uh
3: host battle podcast yeah host battle podcast we just talk about uh you know things that we have we've done that week gigs we've done you know just comedy stuff uh pop culture news stuff just anything It's it's, it's a lot of fun. And then I also have my regular podcast, Negro Please Radio, that I do every week. It's only 20 minutes. So, yeah, I'm doing the Do You Believe with my sister. I'm doing the Host Battle podcast with Winston. And then I do my Negro Please Radio uh, podcast by myself.
2: Every week. Every week. So there's plenty of ways to enjoy Chris. Keep an eye out for his new album. Most importantly, get those last tickets. You won't regret it. Get off the couch. Come be somebody with us. Yes. All right. We're going to close out the show today with uh, Ross and the news. Stay tuned, folks. laughable app you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before download it in the app store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows and don't be a jerk rate and review ladies and gentlemen it's time for one of my favorite segments you know that when stand-up news breaks he just might google it eventually eventually (laughs) he's here to close out the show it's ross
3: johnson
0: everybody hey everybody welcome back rosser thank you thank you it is good to be here all right so uh (laughs) i've had a whole whole year during which people have died and i haven't gotten to talk about it
2: yeah so i feel like this whole thing could just be like uh in memoriam
0: oh yeah oh yeah that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) just uh, i've got a ream of paper (laughs) cue
1: the aspca music and we'll just talk about people who died You know what? We should have done that. Did you
2: do that? Did you prepare this? (laughs) Okay, so cue the footage that Ross has prepared. (laughs) There is no footage. Don't cue anything.
0: (laughs) Ross. Dying right here. What's your first story today? All right, so first story. Uh, A lot of people, I know you've probably heard about this COVID thing. And in relation to the comedy entertainment world, this has obviously been a challenging time. So um, one of the one of the people that's uh, coming back and has taken a uh, unique, interesting approach to coming back on stage is Dave Chappelle, of course, one of the living comedy giant yes. legends. Uh, was diagnosed with COVID back in January. Um, now at his shows, he's requiring uh, full COVID testing for anyone who uh, walks in the door. Okay. If you fail the test, you and your family we Will be shot. we Will be shot <laughs> <laughs> and placed in a sterile. So body that, that seems like a, a high price to pay for, to go see some art. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to, you know, I guess after a year of not being able to see anybody on stage, maybe it's a it's a price you're willing to pay. But yeah, they're do, they're going to do rapid testing, and if you're if you're positive, anybody in your your group is you're out. Um, sure, you, w- you will be given a refund, which is nice. Well, I mean, but, I, I want to see Chappelle. <laughs> so i mean i do it i mean it's, it's it's also a free i mean if you the tests aren't free necessarily sure. so it's also yeah. a way that you do get it's a free true. bonus COVID test so, so he, really right good.
1: and he's doing them in of doors now not uh, out in the field like he was correct over correct. the summer yeah
2: and you know sometimes you go to a club they do like we'll give you a free drink with your ticket Yes, yeah. so
0: you just get a free i like it no yeah. swap it's I it's like
1: but it. it's the nose one it's not that new chinese butt one
0: right Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking for a refund if it's not the butt one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right.
0: What else you got today, Ross? Okay, so uh, this is... I got a couple c- couple hot-button issues uh, going on here tonight. Late so uh, Jay Leno uh, the has... Everybody's day. There's Jay Leno. The man
2: who employed stuttering John Melendez for <laughs> five years for <laughs> That's no reason.
0: pretty much what he's known for. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Jay Leno has... Uh, decided to apologize to the Asian American community for like 30 years of <laughs> slightly hacky Asian jokes, mostly about eating dogs. Um, uh, from what I was from what I was looking at with this, the the stuff he was apologizing for was, I mean, literally 30 years of anybody even remotely Asian. <laughs> I'm very was, like, sorry eating their dogs. Okay, yeah. so I'm not making that joke. Just to be clear, that is <laughs> just me sort of repeating the thing. Right. So this started like a year and a half ago when he was on America's Got Talent. Um, you might recall that uh, Gabrielle Union complained. Filed a complaint about it. complaint about, about, a complaint yeah, yeah. about yeah. It.
2: She went to like HR on
0: Jay Leno. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Partic- specifically, I, you know, there was other stuff going on with him. Uh, there were other there were other complaints, but specifically with well, one of these dog po- eating
1: jokes. He- His
2: cars were noisy and produced smog. I
1: started like, to, right. to park in that polish in my brass. I don't know anything <laughs> about this pretty good you
2: sound like a muffin but not not (laughs) very
1: good it's not meant to be good i hate jay leno it's meant to be insulting to jay leno hey glenn turn off
2: brian's mic um
0: (laughs) keep going ross so so anyway so he uh so he says uh at the time i did these jokes i genuinely thought them to be harmless um i was making fun of our enemy north korea and like this is a very kind of half-assed apology by the way and like most jokes there was a ring of truth to them um At the time, uh, there was a prevailing attitude that some group is always complaining about something, so don't worry about it. Whenever we received a complaint, there would be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or screw them, they can't take a joke. Too many times I sided with the latter, even when in my heart I knew it was wrong. So he either knew it was wrong or didn't know it was wrong. I don't know. (sighs) Okay. uh,
1: uh, if, If you go back and watch, like, even, like, the last couple years he was on The Tonight Show, like, that shit doesn't hold up. Like it's you watch it back and you're just like yeah that's yeah. not and it, and that wasn't that long ago it was what when did he quit the nice Show ten
0: years ago well and I think part of it with Jay Leno too is I mean the, yeah something like that I mean I think part of it too with Jay Leno is this is very the the if there's anybody more like targeted toward middle white America yeah. It's Jay Leno. So the fact that it's Jay Leno, you know, this is not some edgy, like, oh, I don't give a shit comedian. Right. This is somebody who's targeting, like, grandmas. And it it does sort of normalize, you know, it does sort of normalize those stereotypes. Tonight Show
2: uh, projected a standard at the time. But, you know, he did make an interesting point there. You know, the question always was in the boardroom, is this something that we really should apologize for, or is this someone just not being able to handle a joke at their expense? Now, from the entire – from the start of comedy, from the very beginning from the first joke, there's always been someone who's the butt of the said joke. Right. There's always Mm going to be someone who's at the other end of it. So they're both very valid questions. It seems to me, judging from the tone of that apology, that we can all agree doesn't sound super, super (laughs) – Super sincere. Yeah. It's a little hedgy. He, he, he did not wonder. lose any
1: sleep. Right.
2: I mean, he sleeps on a pile of money. Right. Yeah. Not his his actual Tonight Show money that he still hasn't touched. Yeah. So he apologized for a reason here. I have to wonder if no, his no. arm was being twisted in some way by someone for him to do it. Ross, what are you thoughts? I don't wonder that.
0: Because yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't cause, wonder that. Because he still has yeah. that
1: CNBC show. Does he? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's, oh, they're not
2: gonna let him drive his cars around with camera with GoPros.
0: If he doesn't apologize? No, but I'm saying that's probably who pushed him to do it NBC. Part okay. of it, too, and we yeah. I, I won't belabor this. We can move on in a sec. But, I, you know, so, like, as a gay person, when you see the same hacky gay jokes over and over and over and over again, it gets offensive partially just because it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you're making the same hacky jokes over and over again, and then going, "I have a right to say this joke," well, you do, but it's a stupid joke. It's a bad joke. It's not. There's nothing original or funny. You or have to ask yourself, "Is this punchline the hill
2: I want to die on?" Right. For a Absolutely. lot of people, these days, it can be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So really, right. uh, pick your battles. What's uh, what else you got today? Okay, about? so
0: we talked about we talked about the long string of dead people in the past year, which is very sad. I mean, you know, in just in just in the comedy world alone.
2: I mean, <laughs> I lost money that Brian survived.
0: Sure,
1: I did. Oh yeah, I made we it. All I, think, I think. I think. I think <laughs> we I all did.
0: did. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the one of the one of the true giants, Carl uh, Reiner. Yeah. Of course, passed away. I mean, oh my God, you know, had a good had a good run there. Was, how so, was he? Uh, Ninety nine. Ninety seven. I believe. Ninety seven. Okay. Yep. So you know, had a good run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Still, very sad. Um, so the uh, the National Comedy Center in Jamestown uh, has our announced friends. that uh, our friends have uh, announced that they they've, they've uh, they're the beneficiaries of his uh, his archives. So all of his material, all of his uh, you know his papers and his uh oh, things relating to his career. Now, big big congrats to the Comedy Museum because
2: this is the kind of stuff that would have gone to the Smithsonian.
1: Oh yeah, it never gotten shown. And
2: never, <laughs> and and never just put jump. in a back room, and then right, like every, right. no, I mean, Next they have the arc. Archie Bunker's chair. Yeah, people are pretty wowed by that. Right. But past that, I mean, yeah. what are they gonna, what are they gonna do
0: with it? I feel like it found a really good home there, so that's amazing. Well, a lot of the stuff, I guess, the stuff's going on display uh, in 2022, which would have been his hundredth birthday. So I guess he was 98. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, and and I think sort of like the Joan Rivers type, I think someone with that long a career, it's not, you know, this isn't a guy who had like a notebook that he lost mm-hmm. on the bus. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this. Is, I'm sure, you know, he had Yeah, I can only imagine and- the type
2: of meticulous notes that a guy like that would keep. Right, right. Because he seems like a million ideas a day kind of a guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't
0: wait to see it. I'll make the trip to go check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so finally this is you know a little less newsy and just a little more i i I found this sort of interesting so uh april 2nd which is today if you're watching this live i actually actually knew the date which i'm pretty proud of myself uh there's a uh there's a film premiering on uh, fx called uh hysterical which is like a documentary about women in comedy but they talked to uh lisa lampanelli Uh and i was just interested in this conversation because she talked about you know does she, she bring up rochester in this conversation she does not Okay, cause she brings up Rochester a lot. I not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen no, the
2: movie. no. she does. Maybe she will. And the reason why she brings up Rochester a lot is because she got booed at the airport uh, for jokes that she made. About hearing the hearing impaired.
0: I didn't know about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings it up a lot.
0: I didn't know about this. I didn't yeah.
2: know about that either. Well, I thought that's where we were going. I thought we were getting that again. No. no,
0: this ties into what this ties into the the conversation though, because she uh, she talked to the Daily Beast in advance of the movie, and then sure. some of this was from the movie. So um, she, you know, she basically quit like two years ago. She mm-hmm. she, reti- I mean, she just dropped out, and it was ahead sort of the COVID curve ahead of the COVID curve. Yeah, she was so. She was uh, talking about, you know, why she left. It's just always interesting to me, to me when someone like her, who was sort of at the top of her game, sure, uh, just decides, I'm done. So what, you know, what is, was she, you know, <laughs> did she grab somebody's ass? What, you know, what was the issue? And she, she really, she talked about how she um, got into, you know, she started exploring her spiritual side and got into meditation and other stuff that, like that. And she started, you know, she was talking about it in the interview sort of jokingly, but... Essentially saying that she just kind of, she would, she started not being into it. She, you know, she, in the, in the course of meditation and things like that, she'd realize like, oh, I don't really have that joy going on stage anymore. Mm -hmm. And she also talked about as an insult comic, she wasn't, you know, apologizing for anything, but she was sort of like, I didn't love the idea of hurting people's feelings anymore. I just, she's like, there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I did
1: it. She lost her smile. Well, no to self. Don't meditate. (laughs) Don't meditate. Don't Don't meditate. It's best not to look in there. Let's just leave that alone.
0: I mean, she seems very happy with the choice, you know, because. Don't (laughs) meditate.
1: M E D number. Shut up. I know how to spell it.
0: Eon, Eon, Vinny's right. getting a ton yes. of email right now. Please start meditating. <laughs> Have you considered meditation? <laughs> mm, no, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's it. so that movie's premiering. It sounds interesting. It's got so, like Margaret Cho and a bunch of other people, but so she found
2: herself and decided that herself wasn't a rude person.
0: Yeah, I mean, she and she was saying, you know, I'm not good at the meditation. She wasn't being like, hey, you should all, you know, let's all go yeah. do a spiritual I do. retreat. Sure. She was just saying she she you know she had done it for 28 years. I, it was just fascinating to me because again, why does usually when people leave like that? There's a reason, right? Um, especially in the entertainment field, people tend to just do it till they die, or as, it, until as long as people are buying tickets. Sure, uh,
1: but which, just, which is when you die, is when which people is when stop you buying die, tickets. Usually, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so she just decided that she wasn't she wasn't enjoying it as much anymore. She was huh. still doing a good job. She was still making money. She just sort of didn't like doing it anymore. So yeah. she quit, which is kind of admirable. I mean, yeah. I can't. That's hard to walk away from. No one likes a quitter.
2: Uh, Ross, (laughs) thank you very much today. Brian, thank you for
0: being here.
1: Thank you. I guess.
2: Good to be back. Uh, Big thanks to Chris Allen. Come see him. Come see me. Come see Todd Youngman tonight and tomorrow night here at Comedy at the Carlson. You won't regret it. Uh, We are keeping this place immaculate. It has been scrubbed head to toe. Um, we even cleaned the inside of Ross. So,
1: <laughs> Yay. you can't get any cleaner. We I hope loved to see, it.
2: <laughs> we hope to see you this weekend here. At the Carl said. Until next week, remember, act right. Thank you. Yeah, I hit the end credits. Let's get out of here. <laughs>